Okay. Welcome to Into the Channel, podcast primarily about women's football. Before we hit the pitch, if you enjoy the show or love women's football as much as your boys do, come rock with us already. Subscribe, follow YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen. Comments, ratings, reviews, always appreciated. UEFA Women's Nations League Finals. We finally got here. Spain versus France. We were pumped about this one. We can definitely talk about the two goals from Spain. You know, pick your poison. Olga to Aitana for the first one. Uh, Atenea to Mariona Caldente for the second. Four players who I'm pretty sure would start on any team in the world, club or country, doesn't matter. I want to focus on the defense, though. How should we describe what Spain did to France? Smothered, suffocated, dominated. I could not believe how intense Spain's press and defense was in this one. According to FOTMOB, España held the French to two shots total, zero shots on target. Maybe the most surprising fact, both shots were attempted by right back Elisa de Almeida. (laughs) (laughs) which tells you right there how far France needed to push up, how many resources they needed to commit to even execute a single shot. So for those scoring at home, that's a total of zero shots for Cototo, zero for Diani, zero for Les Omer, zero for Basha Gayora and Karshawi combined. Mm. This was an absolute fucking masterclass Mm. on the press and on defense more generally. Congrats, though, to Spain. They take home the very first UEFA Women's Nations League title. Very well-deserved. My big question now is this. With Spain able to defend like that, who would you pick in a Spain's 11 versus any other 11 in full health? So let's assume Sam Kerr is good to go. Spain versus the world, effectively. Something that they've been talking about in the NBA All-Star game. And I'm giving your world team a three-week training camp to get acclimated to one another. Who are you picking? Oh, boy. Okay, let's do this off completely off the top of my head. Surely we don't prepare for these programs. You guys have watched them. We're not doing any prep work. So, okay, off the top of my head, I'm going to play a 4-1-3-2. So give me, uh, you know, to the surprise of nobody who has paid attention to this program, give me Mary fucking Earps and goal. I don't care what gamer. You know what? We can do a draft and give me Mary Earps. I'll give you second pick, and you can pick the sport, and I'll still take Mary Herbs, and we're <laughs> fucking playing. Um, so Mary Herbs in goal. So my back line, my back four, I'm going to go from right to left. Ellie Carpenter at right back. Mm-hmm. Sharita Spitza and Wendy Renard as my two center halves. Wendy Renard, obviously, we're doing the everybody's healthy game. And yep. Selma Basha is my left back. My defensive midfielder. You already fucking know what time it is. It's Aaron Cuthbert. Sma- old smash a beer can on her forehead, Aaron. <laughs> Damn right. You think she'll get up for this match? I think she will. I want her leadership on this squad. My midfield, again, from right to left, we're going to go German Clara Buell on the right. Norwegian Ingrid Engen in the middle on the left. Mm. Norwegian again, girl right, and let's fucking go. Um, mm. And then my two up front... Give me Sam Kerr, the Chelsea connection. Give me Sam Kerr. Give me Lauren James. Yeah, I think it's still 2-1 Spain. It's tough. It's tough, though. That's the thing. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, a little tough to see also. No American players at your 11. Not even counting any Spain players. No CGH, too. That was a surprise. I thought about CGH. I actually, there was a lineup where I didn't have... uh, writing in there and I was going to go Buell, uh, Senior Galpset, Ingrid Egan, and Lauren James <laughs> on the left <laughs> with just Kerr up top sure. uh, on her own. 
I had Gurma in there instead of Spitza for a while, but I was like, look, if we're going to just beat the shit out of Spain in this match, I need Spitza mm-hmm. back there yep. just throwing bows. He's a muscle. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, even then, it was a fun exercise. Still tough to beat. We talked last week about the potential for like a truly generational run from the Spanish side. A big part of that is just how young some of their players are. So I wanted to run through this mm-hmm. exercise real quick. I'm going to go from oldest to youngest here. Ona Batier, who feels like a fucking vet, right? She feels as solid as a footballer <laughs> comes. She's 24 years old. Yeah. Lady Gunner, Lea Codina, also 24. Teresa Abayera, who didn't play in this final, also 24. Manchester City budding superstar, Lea Alexandri, 23. Even Navarro, 23. Atenea, 23. Olga Carmona, 23. Gata is 22. Sama Barriolo is 20. And Vicky Lopez is 17. And I know she's not 24 and under, but best player in the world, Aitana Bonmati, the veteran, the OG, been around forever. She clocks in at a very geriatric 26 years old. <laughs> so... <laughs> Minus Aitana, Spain could put together a 24 and under team that on a good day, I think could beat any women's national team on the planet. That's fucking terrifying. We touched on this last week, but if you're a fan, which I know you are, of anyone other than the Spain side with national team fandom, those ages of those players just have to send chills down your spine. Yeah, man. Could you imagine being of a team that has to play them in the Euros (laughs) consistently? Wouldn't that be unfortunate? (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a Mexico fan. <laughs> there you go. Nicely done. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal for non-Spain fans at the moment. You got me thinking about this, and I, I don't want to do uh, the last you know several minutes of this show just rattling off ages, but what you did there, I think you're 100% right. They could feel the 24 and under squad that would be competitive in the World Cup. That would probably make, would have a look at making the semifinal. Could win it. Could win the thing. Yeah. So yeah, semifinal for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And maybe, maybe I might even be low on them if I think like semifinal is the ceiling there. I think they could they could probably win it. To your point, um, we've been thinking about this squad lately because they've been playing in the uh, in the Nations League. But like trying to think about teams over in Europe, Germany comes to mind. So they got Jewel Brand, uh, 20 years mm-hmm. old over at Wolfsburg. Clara Buell, who we've talked about, 22. She's at Bayern. You have Sioka Nuskin. She's 22, playing at Chelsea, obviously. Lena Oberdorf, she's 21. Stina Johannes, 23, over at Frankfurt. We actually got a, a trio of 23-year-olds between uh, Stina Johannes, uh, Sophia Kleinhern, and Sydney Lohman. All great players at, at 23 years old. Wow. And then, oh yeah, Nic- Nicole Agnomi, also 23. Great player for Eintracht Frankfurt. That's a good list for Germany if, you're, if we're talking about younger players. Yeah, for sure. I'm not as locked into from Bundesliga. Obviously, I, I recognize all those players, huge names. Didn't know they were that young. So that's that's something to be excited about if you're a German fan, for sure, because that's a lot of talent, 23 and under. Yeah. Gee, who else should I look at? All right, let's get into it. Kiera Keating, 19 years old, goalkeeper, Manchester City Football Club. The pride of England, if I dare say so myself, as a guy who's only been there a few times, but roots for the national team. <laughs> Kira Keating, 19 years old, Manchester City Football Club. That not enough for you at keeper? Hannah Hampton, 23 years old, playing at Chelsea Football Club. Agnes Beaver-Jones, 20 years old at Chelsea. Jessica Park, 22 years old, Manchester City Football Club. Lauren James, 22. 
Esme Morgan, 23, another City player. You know, there's a little bit of a theme here. City looks good, though. Esme, <laughs> and Esme, we know Esme Morgan is good. Maya Letissier, 21 years old at the other Manchester club, oh. Manchester United. That's their name. Uh, she's 21. Lauren Hemp, 23, World Cup hero, uh, obviously at City as well. Ella Toon, 24 at Manchester United. Neem Charles, also 24 at Chelsea. And because I wouldn't leave her out because she just turned 25 mere weeks ago. I think it was like February 8th or something like that, according to Football Reference. Alessia Russo from your arsenal just turned 25. So I'm going to count her in this young player mix. We still got a squad coming up. But yeah, Spain, also very, very good. So (laughs) it's going to be competitive for a long time, it would seem. Euros are going to be pretty exciting. Also, kind of reframes, you know, thinking about like a Jenna Nyswanger as a young player in the U- for the U.S. Who's 23, who's on the yeah. high end of, of like all three of these lists. We're going to have to figure something out here stateside, but uh, there's still time. Olympics, still some months away. Next World Cup, got a lot of time between now and then. Emma Hayes, he was coaching a lot of that talent. Hopefully she could sprinkle some of that, you know, football IQ magic, tactical acumen, all that stuff. Um but still a tournament to win, still a trophy to win here in the next couple of weeks for the U.S. So we'll keep an eye on that. Let's scoot ahead. UEFA Women's Nations League third place match. I was pretty pissed about this. So <laughs> I'm obviously watching Spain versus France. I think that was on CBS Sports. So, you know, I was, I was able to get that one going. And then I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, all right, cracking my fingers. Game's, game's over. I'm expecting the, the old Sunday NFL switch from the 1 o'clock game to the 4 o'clock game. <laughs> Didn't happen. I instead had to shuffle over to YouTube, uh, another shoddy live stream in, um, I believe it was Dutch. I could be wrong. So I kept up as well as I could. You know it's tough when, even if you've got a big monitor, it's still hard to see, see the numbers of the players. No, oh, yeah. Saying, okay, I think that's Oberdorf. Um, all right, that's definitely Pop. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm locked in. Okay, Spitza. Yeah, okay, I see Spitza here. Uh, it was a tough go for your guy. <laughs> I did my best. I'm going to keep hammering the same point. Let's get some fucking TV coverage for some of these big matches. There were huge stakes attached to this one. No reason it shouldn't be on U.S. television here. Yeah. Do your guys a favor. We're out here trying to elevate the sport. It's the least you can do. But congrats to Germany. They punched their ticket to the Olympics. Huge win for them on the road in the Netherlands. Goals from a couple big money players. Clara Bull, who we talked about, she is super in form. She scores in the 66th minute off a of Lena Oberdorf assist. They'll be teammates next season at Bayern. So look out for our Bundesliga. And at halftime, Germany brings on definitely one of the top 100 players in the world, <clears throat> the Guardian. Leah Schuler, who also got cooking, 78th minute goal from her to slam the door shut on the Dutch. Assist to who else? Clara Bull, Netherlands. Couldn't really get going in this one. Again, midfield a little soft. I'm not going to mention a certain young player currently playing in the Netherlands who could maybe help him there, who would fit really nicely into that midfield. But I don't know. Here's hoping that never happens. You know, if I were born in Virginia, I would consider playing for the USA. (laughs) Um, but speaking of the Netherlands midfield, um, I thought I thought Dan- <laughs> I thought Daniela Vanderdonk had a golden opportunity in the 21st minute. Lineth Bierenstein, she was dispossessed, but with Bierenstein, she's only dispossessed once she's surrounded by like four German defenders to <laughs> finally get the ball off her. They dispossess her. The ball rolls right onto Vanderdonk's powerful left foot, but she sailed it over the crossbar from about 20 yards out. This is one of the things I love about football is just like that moment. I think the game could be different because I feel like the Dutch had, they had a rough go of it in their last match. I just feel like if you can get a goal inside of 30 minutes, I feel like everything changes about your demeanor. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the environment kind of cooled at that point too. Yeah. Crowd was pretty live early. Speaking of Bierenstein, probably my favorite player on the, on that Dutch side. Awesome. She's just, I, mean, I wish the U.S. had a player like that. Just physical, like a freight train and just always hungry and just physically tough to deal with. Myra Ramirez probably cut from a little bit of that same cloth. You know, we talked about passing, creating space and like chances coming from that. And they were able to hold Germany at bay for the most part. Germany wasn't super productive in that first half either. So game very much in the balance, um, going pretty late into that match. But yeah, there's just something about this Netherlands like roster. And we joke about it, but they, I think they had a couple pieces that were missing. Spitza playing out of, a little bit out of position too. They're just kind of doing what they could. Yeah, totally fair. And, you know, we talk about these teams like what Netherlands at worst what are they, the 10th, the 8th, the 7th best team in the world? Where's What is Germany? They're at worst, they're the 7th or 8th or 9th. They're somewhere in this mix of maybe the 6th best uh, team in the world. So there are degrees, small degrees, kind of separating these squads. And we talked about Germany and their stacked roster in general. We talked about their young players. Uh, Sioka Nuskin, I mentioned her when we talked about those young players, uh, Chelsea midfielder. She hit an absolute rocket in the 48th minute after the second half opened. She forced a fantastic save from uh, Daphne von Domselaar that I thought like when you talk about things were kind of cool in that first half, I thought that was like Germany's way of like, okay, second half has started. Like we're going to go out and we're going to win this thing. When you look at that German midfield, the way they played, they lined up uh, Jewel Brand of Wolfsburg, one of those young players I mentioned, Newskin, Lena Oberdorf, another young player from Wolfsburg, and Clara Buell from Bayern Munich. That's going to be tough sledding no matter what your midfield looks like for any team in the world. And I do think it makes sense because we talked about it a little bit and you mentioned it again a, a moment ago. With Spitza kind of bumping up into the midfield, it almost feels like Netherlands kind of has to do that when they're playing these opponents that have like a ton of firepower in their midfield, just to give themselves a chance yeah. to kind of win balls in there. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> there's somebody that could really help them in that midfield. <laughs> but um, they're just kind of up against it a little bit up front too. They, you know, they could definitely use like Alika Martin's replacement. I was surprised we haven't seen like Romy Lukter at all for them. Yeah. Like, who knows? Like, I mean, exactly. the managers that are setting these lineups know a shit ton more than we do. We're just kind of watching from the sidelines. But um, I think to your point, Germany, definitely the more talented side. I think that's safe to say. And I think these teams are both obviously going to be dangerous in the Euros. But yeah, Germany props to them. Massive win on the road. Big high stakes win. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, Germany played well. Uh, they kind of showed that that German way of playing football that I always talk about that is like almost like ingrained in the culture. And while I would have loved to see Netherlands play in the Olympics, the quality that you talked about from those players that we mentioned, I mean, Schuler and Buell just kind of jump off the screen anytime you watch. They're a welcome addition to the summer games, I would say. 1000%. Um, they can definitely push any team, you know, on their best day oh, yeah. just because they're so t- like, and I think this has gone back at least a couple World Cups. The talent is there, just haven't been able to put it together a lot like probably the home country, France, super talented. But man, let me tell you, like, uh, and apologies for rewinding, but watching all of those super talented French players just have nothing for that Spain defense. Yeah. It's like watching, I don't know, a superhero. <laughs> get get smacked around you're like wait no that's uh, you know that's like Selma Vasha out there that's like you know like Grace Gaynor out there like and or DNE like wow to kind of hold that team without a shot that was just fucking incredible but again a lot of time between now and then a lot of sort of tactical adjustments to be made these players are all again so young when you're that young you do make a leap 
within your career or your skill set. So I think we're going to see a lot of this young talent, especially on this German side, like you mentioned. And the the benefit that they have is they're all kind of playing in the same league. You mentioned Lena Oberdorf. She signed that deal. Mm-hmm. So she'll be leaving Wolfsburg this year to join Bayern. There's going to be a lot more chemistry, I oh, think, right, right. you know, along that side, which absolutely has helped the Spain side. So many Barca players on it. Um, I think they started another six or seven in this match again. So all of that stuff carries over. Uh, so the Olympics, I think, going to be super exciting. Great field so far, stacking up a couple spots left to to be claimed who do we have that's qualified 10 teams have qualified thus far we have the host country obviously france we have our home country usa and then you have brazil colombia canada new zealand spain obviously australia japan oh my god and germany <laughs> oh let's god. go those group stages are going to be fucking bananas. I think there's two spots left Hell yeah. to be represented by the African nations. I know one of the matchups, one of the spots is going to go to either, let's be honest with ourselves, it's going to go to Zambia, Morocco, no fucking chance. Mm-hmm. Jorge Vilda, get him out of here. Barbara Banda, get her in here. Kundanaji, get her in here. This is not only a learning podcast, this is a Copper Queens podcast, right? <laughs> you're, you're in Copper Queens Damn country right. here. <laughs> Damn right. So yeah, we're we're pulling for Zambia, and I believe Nigeria is up for the other spot. And I'm, I'm blank on the fourth team, but I, I imagine Nigeria will probably grab that spot. Not a gimme in the bunch. If when you look at those twelve teams, I think they mentioned on the U.S. telecast of the U.S. Mexico game only eighteen roster spots, if I'm not mistaken, on that Olympic squad. So real tight. It's going to be some tough guts to make, and um, we're we're going to have to get that roster right. Or it could be a quick week and a half uh, before we, we have to pack up and head home. I think you're totally right. I mean, it's obviously going to be insanely competitive. And alongside that, if you have a really short tournament, you cannot have a ton of lead time between the matches. Mm-hmm. I think the rosters are going to have to skew a little younger. And like, how many vets are you really putting on there? Because if you give a 31-year-old player 40 minutes, can you use him again? How much benefit do you get from them not playing? So I think it's going to be 18 spots, man. It's going to be tight. Yeah, and I think that's where some of the long view game theory kind of comes in. Because, you know, Mm. obviously Gold Cup, we want to win it. We want to advance. You know, so we want to get reps. We don't want to just kind of get bounced. But we also want to have some of these personnel learnings because to your point, tough to recover, you know, as an older player. And I think what we've seen in this Gold Cup first three matches, tough to switch it up in a very big way and kind of keep the chemistry. I think we saw the chemistry peak in that second match against Argentina and trough against <laughs> Mexico. Um, and it, it doesn't seem like it should be so disruptive to just make a couple changes, but it looked like a completely different team. Obviously, the, the competition was a little stiffer against Mexico, but that 18-player cutoff is uh, pretty harsh. And who knows? Maybe it plays into the U.S.'s favor. We'll have to keep an eye on that as well. It's going to be interesting. And you know what? Look, I've, I've already let the, the flag show. And, you know, for anybody who's just like, wait a minute, why is this goofy American guy who lives in Seattle and lived in New York for a while, why is he so in the tank for England? Um, little video game called FIFA that I used to play on the Super Nintendo <laughs> where I was just like, oh, this team's good. And then I started playing. Uh, and there we go. I just want to say this field is absolutely fucking sick. Even with the injustice of England or, for Olympic purposes, Great Britain not being in the field. Um, I don't know why I'm putting scare quotes around Great Britain. Great Britain is a real place that exists. But just not so much like in the footballing world as we see it. And so, yeah, am I a big old man baby for continuously whining that my lionesses didn't get in? Sure, of course. I don't run away from that. 
But let's not forget, because in the Olympics it is Team Great Britain, we would have got to essentially see Aaron Cuthbert from Scotland just dropped right into a team that is mostly made up of the England squad. So I believe we all lost in this transaction. I look forward to them rectifying it in the next Olympics. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy. Short flight for you. 2028 Los Angeles Games. We might get... Let's go. We might get Great Britain. <laughs> Hell yeah. The 12. I'll, I'll be there in the Union Jack. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's great. All right. Should be a really, really fun weekend of football. D1F kicks back up on Saturday. Lyon, PSG, Paris FC all back in action. And we get a little CONCACAF Gold Cup quarterfinals. Canada kicks us off there versus Costa Rica. That one's going down 7 p.m. Eastern. Two old foes go at it. <laughs> Brazil versus Argentina. Saturday night, 10.15 p.m. Sunday, some WSL action. Leicester versus Chelsea. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Manchester City versus Everton. And in the Dutch League, this is a big one. Ajax, our squad. I'm just going to kind of claim this is an Ajax pod. Take on the league leaders. Never lost. FC Twente. This one's a big matchup. Mm. Two of the top teams in that league. And we close out CONCACAF quarterfinals with little Mexico versus Paraguay. That one's happening Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern. And then the big one, USA versus Colombia, 8.15 p.m. We will come back next week with recaps for eh, pretty much all those matches. Uh, so definitely stick around. Be sure to subscribe. Give us a like if you enjoyed what you saw here. I think we did it. This has been another episode of Into the Channel. Remember, subscribe or follow Into the Channel, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen at ITC underscore pod on X, at Into the Channel pod on threads. Big thanks to you, all of you for watching and listening. We very, very much appreciate it. No matter your club, no matter your country, the Into the Channel community is a place where we can all hang out, talk a little football, share ideas, fire off these takes. You guys drop some scorchers in the YouTube comments, so definitely keep those coming. We're just very much enjoying celebrating the sport we all love with each and every one of you. We're thrilled to have you hanging out with us. While you're there, leave some ratings and reviews. Those are always appreciated as well. Big thank you to my co-host for making the final 12 in the Olympics. I will see you this summer, buddy. But before we get there, I'll see you next week. We got there, buddy. Go Ajax. Dan, good luck to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>